of, uh, of food that were in that video. We've given like close to 200,000, I think like 200,000 of those away uh, over the course of the, last, of the last year and a half. And so it's really amazing what God has done and, and what he's going to continue to do. So if you want to give towards that, you can, you can give on the, the giving envelope, uh, which is, you, there's a line where you can say Christmas offering. As if you give during, through push pay, there's a drop down where you can choose Christmas offering. All right? So, um, so I am excited to start a new series today. Uh, the title of my series is Jesus 2022. And it has nothing to do with politics. It has nothing to do with political campaigns. It has everything to do with where are we going to put our focus as we come into this new year, as we come into 2022, where are we going to put our focus? And, and I want us to go into this new year with a sense of expectation, with a sense of excitement, with a sense of just really believing that God is going to do above and beyond what we ask or think, that we would have hearts kind of full of faith, that we'd be believing God for big things. But, but I know, though, that it's hard. It's hard for us right now to have that kind of a mentality. Because the last couple of weeks, honestly, it's kind of like we've been punched in the gut. I don't know, I don't know about you, um, but it's been, it's been hard for me. I am probably the most optimistic person that you know. <laughs> I, I'm just very optimistic. I, it's just kind of how I'm wired. I'm always thinking, well, it's going to be okay. We'll be good. We'll get through this. We'll, this will work. That'll work. Uh, but honestly, the last, the last month has been rough. You know, it's like we've gone, rather than going from zero to 60, it feels like we've gone from 60 down to zero. You know, just like all of a sudden. I remember, you know, a couple of Fridays before Christmas, we had this wonderful uh, Spanish ministries Christmas celebration. And it was great. There were like 150 people that were in the lobby and the food was incredible and the fellowship was great. And I remember looking at that thinking, man, this is so awesome that there's so many people who, the way that the Spanish ministries is growing and the connections that are happening. Then we did, you know, we had our, uh, we had a, a staff Christmas party uh, late Sunday afternoon after all the services were done. The Sunday before Christmas had good food, played Pictionary, had about 50 people that were there for that. And that was great. And then, you know, then all of a sudden we started to hear this Omicron variant started to just kind of burn through. And we're hearing about so many people in the church who were getting it. People on staff were beginning to get it. And then we got to Christmas Eve. And I love Christmas Eve services. And we always, we always try to make Christmas Eve as special as it can be. And, and let me tell you, here's something that was going to happen on Christmas Eve. We were going to have, in the history of the North Jersey Vineyard Church, we were going to have, for the first time, rap as part of as part of our worship service i was going to perform a rap what's so funny i got skills i could drop some mad rhyme no no it wasn't gonna be me wasn't gonna we you know we had all this stuff that was planned and then you know by that point omicron was kind of raging through and and so there were a lot of empty seats and it was you know and then and then we went to uh vermont my family went to vermont all my kids were home because they're scattered kind of all over the place and so we've gone to Vermont for the last, um, I don't know, gosh, forever. We spend uh, the week after Christmas up at my, uh, my, my, uh, my wife's parents' house. And they're getting older, and so we kind of figured maybe this might be the last year that we can do that. And so we had extended family come from, you know, my daughter's here. From, she's from Ecuador. She lives in Ecuador now. And then another daughter who's in Nashville and relatives that were in, from Florida and Georgia and Michigan and New Jersey. And so we're all there. And it, but it was like this cloud that was kind of hanging over everything. And, and then, you know, it turns out that about six of the people who were up in Vermont for that week 
week ended up getting Omicron, including my wife, including my daughter. They're, they're fine. Norma kind of had like the flu. Uh, Sophie just really just kind of had the sniffles. But, but it's like we all just kind of have this, you know, I think we've all been kind of experiencing the same, the same thing. That, that it just feels like it's kind of a punch in the gut. But I want you to believe, I want to encourage you this morning. I want to encourage you to kind of change your perspective. That you would kind of come away from this really having a, a confidence, a sense that 2022 can be the best year that you've ever lived. That 2022, as we fix our eyes on Jesus, it could be the best year ever. That you would be able to say that, you know what, um, you know, other years were great, but that 2022, that was such a good year. And you might say, come on, Phil, be realistic. I mean, I mean this, with everything that's going on, I heard somebody say that, that it, it appears that perhaps 2020 is a trilogy. <laughs> you know, and, so, and, uh, and we all know if, like, if 2020 is a trilogy, the third movie in a trilogy is usually the worst you know, of, the, of the three movies. And so you might say, be realistic. You know, how, how can we go into this year with faith and expectation? Well, let me read you something. Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 to 14. It says, brothers and sisters... I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So what Paul is saying here is like, listen, I'm going to forget what lies behind. I'm going to strain. I'm going to press. I want to I take hold of everything that God has for me. So I'm believing God for big things in the future. But what you need to know is that when Paul was writing this, Paul was sitting in a Roman prison. He was sitting in a Roman prison, and it wasn't like, you know, in Acts when he was under house arrest and people came and went. I mean, he was towards the end of his life. At any moment, any day now, they could come and take him out of that prison and execute him, right? It was like that was just kind of hanging over him. So with that, from that place, Paul was able to say, I have hope for the future. I'm believing God for big things. And so my challenge to us this morning is if Paul could say that from prison, that he was going to press, that he was going to strain, that he was going to forget what lies behind and lay hold of what God has for him for the future. If Paul could say that when he was in prison, we can say that now in 2022, right? We can believe that God has big things for us. And so, and so what I'm going to do over the next few weeks in this series is I'm going to talk about, about some of the, the decisions some of the things that we can do to see 2022 become the best year ever. I'm going to talk about what it means for us to live a life that's really committed. What is a, what is a life really committed to the Lord look like? What does it mean for us to live with purpose? What does it mean for us to live with vision? What does it mean for us to be part of a church uh, that, that has vision, that has a sense of excitement about what God is going to do? And so I want to encourage you to go into this new year setting some goals, raising your sights a little bit, believing that God can do big things for you. And you might say that, you know what, Phil, I, I've, I've kind of set goals in the past. I've had expectations in the past, but it didn't really work out. It didn't really work out. There were things that I wanted to do. They didn't get done. There were, there were hopes that I had, and those hopes were dashed. And maybe you feel that there were, there were things that came and, and, and that's got in the way of what you wanted to see happen. And maybe it was like demonic sabotage. Maybe it was human sabotage. Maybe it was self-sabotage. But I want to I tell you that 2022 can be different because God is the God of, of not only the second chance. He's the God of the tenth chance. 
He's the God of the hundredth chance. See, it's kind of like you're at the three-point line and you're taking shots, right? You're, you're, you're playing basketball. You're taking shots and you're missing. Maybe you're, you know, you're, it, you're throwing up air balls or you're just totally bricking them. But Jesus is the one who's getting the rebounds. And so Jesus is getting your rebounds and he's dishing out the ball to you and he's saying, shoot again. I want you to go for it. Take another shot. And so I want to say with all the disappointments and all the challenges, Jesus is getting the rebounds. He's giving you the ball and he's saying, take another shot. That we go in with a sense of expectation because Isaiah 43 verses 18 to 19 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. See, God says to you this morning, you got to listen, there's a lot of stuff, but I'm do- I want you to forget about that because I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And that, listen, that's kind of an apt description for what the last couple of years have been, right? It's been a wilderness and a wasteland. God says to you this morning, something new is springing up. And he's going to make a way for you in the wasteland. That he's going to make a way in the wilderness, a stream in the wasteland. So here's what I want you to do. As we're trying to believe God for good things in 2022, I want to ask yourself a question. It's an important question. I want you to really ask yourself this question. What one thing, if changed, would make the biggest difference in my life? Let's sit with that for a moment. What one thing, if changed, would make the biggest difference in my life? What is the one thing that maybe you need to really focus on and say, hey, this is something, if I could make this different, there's been a pattern, there's been a way that this is all played out, but if this could be different, it could make a huge change in my life. Maybe there's a habit that needs to be broken. Is there a habit in your life that's kind of out of control? Maybe you've got people in your life and they're all saying you drink too much. And you're like, no, I don't drink too much. It's fine. It's fine. I don't drink too much. Listen, if everyone in your life is saying that you're drinking too much, you're drinking too much, right? I mean, if that's what everybody's saying, maybe there's another addiction. Maybe there's, maybe there's a nicotine addiction, right? There's so many different ways now that we can get nicotine. Not as many people smoke, but you can get nicotine all sorts of different ways. And nicotine is, I mean, that's, that's a powerful drug. That's something that can really get a hold of you. Maybe that's something, a habit that you need to break. Maybe you're just, you're on your phone all the time and, and you're, you're not engaging with your family. You're not engaging in relationships. Your, your, um, your attention span is shrinking. It's getting smaller and smaller and smaller because you keep looking at your phone. Maybe that's a habit that needs to be broken. Maybe there's, there's an addiction to pornography that needs to be broken. Is, is there a habit that needs to be broken? The next thing is, is there a relationship that needs to be strengthened? Is there a relationship that needs to be strengthened? Listen, if you're married and your marriage is bad, your life's going to be bad. Because your, your marriage is different than any other relationship. Because your spouse, you and your spouse are one flesh. And so you're joined together. And so if like your part of your one flesh is bad, is rotting, that's going to affect all of your life. And so maybe this is the year that you say, okay, I want 2022 to be the best year. I'm going to fix my marriage. I'm going to, you know, we've got this 900-pound gorilla in the basement that we never talk about. We've got these things in the past that we've never dealt with. We're going to deal with it. We're going to get into some biblical counseling. We're going to, we're going to really talk. We're going to, we're going to believe God that he can make a difference in our marriage. 
Maybe there's a, a child that you need, that you're estranged from, that you need to be reconnected to. Maybe you feel lonely. My hope for this church is that everyone, I think that the whole of the pandemic and the isolation has just really exacerbated things. But my hope is that everyone who comes to this church would have one or two or three people in this church that you're really close to. Like, you're not going to have a hundred best friends, but if you've got like a couple people that you know that you could call them up in the middle of the night, you know, if something's going on, and they're going to take the call, and, and they're going to be there for you, and you're going to be there for them. I want everyone in this church to have some relationships like that. But the thing is, they take effort, right? We've got to strain, we've got to press, we've got to, we've got to move forward. They take some effort. And so maybe that's something that you really need to put some effort in. Maybe there are debts that need to be paid. Maybe, that, you know, what we're finding now that, that, um, that uh, credit card spending is getting back to, you know, bad places where it was in 2008. It's kind of out of control. And so maybe you've got so much credit card debt, it's really weighing you down. And maybe it's not realistic to say that in 2022 you're going to get out of debt. But here's what you can do. You can make a commitment to say, in 2022, I'm going to stop spending more money than I make. 60% of Americans on a monthly basis spend more money than they make. And you say, well, how do they do that? They put things on credit cards. And so maybe you can't like eliminate all of your debt, but you can. You can make a decision. You can say, you know what? I'm going to get on a budget. I'm going to say no to some things. I'm going to start living according to my means. There's, I mean, there's so much that we can do. I'm going to do a series in a couple months on money stuff, materialism. Haven't done that in a while. It's such an important part of our life. But, but you can make a decision to say, I'm going to start getting, I'm going to start being responsible with my money and I'm going to stop spending more than I make. Maybe there is, uh, you know, your health that needs to be prioritized. Again, we're saying, what is the one thing you could focus on? If you try to focus on all of these things, you're not going to do any of them. But what's one thing that you could focus on that could really make a big difference in your life? Maybe it's your health. Maybe what you need to do. Sometimes, you know, as Christians, we, have a, we can over-spiritualize things. We don't realize, like, no, we, we have a body. God has given us a body. We're to be good stewards of that body. And actually, believe it or not, our body is going to go on for all of eternity because what the Bible says is, is that we're going to have heavenly bodies. We're going to have resurrected bodies. This like mingling of the spiritual and the physical is going to create like humanity 2.0. It's going to be a totally different kind of body. But there's going to be, you're going to have a physical body. And so having good stewardship with our body is important. It's something that matters. And so maybe, maybe the biggest change, the difference that you could make is that you start cutting out junk food. You start exercising. You start trying to get your weight under control, that we are intentional about that. Maybe what you need to do, again, 2022, the best year, maybe what you need to do is there is a dream that needs to be pursued. A dream that needs to be pursued. I believe that, that so many of you that I'm talking to, people here in the room, people online, God has put something in your heart. And you can't shake it. Maybe it's an idea of like a, different, a new business. And you think, man, I would love to do this. And this could be a great way to provide for my family. Plus, I think it would actually really do some good in the world. Or maybe there's a new career. Or maybe there's some education. Or maybe there's ministry. Whatever it is, there's something in your heart. And it kind of, it won't let go. And so maybe 2022, like the one thing that you need to do is you need to start making some decisions and you need to start moving forward with this dream. Because it's so easy for us to say, ah, you know what, once, once COVID's gone or once this happens or once there's no more inflation or once, you know, there's always going to be something. 
And there, you know, there needs to be a time where if it's going to happen, where we just start to say, I'm going to start moving forward with this. And so what is your one thing? The list that I gave, this isn't exhaustive, but just to give you an idea, just to get started. What is the one thing? That God, that God would have you do, that God would have you focus on, that you could change, that could really make a huge difference in your life. Now, I think this is something really important for us to all think about. And I think this is really good advice. I think I just gave you some really good advice, so you're welcome. But now I want to give you a word from the Lord. I want to tell you something that I think, I think that's good advice for all of us, and I think that's really important. But I want to say something a little bit different. A word from the Lord for us, I think that's so important, especially now, especially with everything that's going on, is the one thing that will change your life the most is getting closer to the Lord. The one thing for 2022, if you want 2022 to be different, here's here's the reality. If you are closer to Jesus in 2022 than you've ever been before, I guarantee, money-back guarantee, I guarantee that it will be the best year that you've ever had. And how can you say, Phil, well, how can you say that? I'm not saying that all of these, you know, this list of things, habits and relationships and debts, I'm not saying about all those things like will magically, you know, be perfect. But what I'm saying is if, if Jesus, if you are closer to Jesus in 2022 than you've ever been, even if other things are kind of falling apart in your life and are difficult and are challenges and you're in the desert, you're in the wilderness, you're in the wasteland, it will be the best year of your life because you have a deeper connection to Jesus. See, Jesus, he said, he said, he's the vine, we're the branches. If we abide in him, we're going to bear fruit. See, what Jesus really is saying is he's the tree of life. Jesus is the tree of life. He is the author of life. He is the author of everything good. And the more we're tapped into that tree of life, the more we're going to see life and fruit and blessing and joy and goodness flow. So 2022 needs to be the year where you decide that you're going to get serious about getting close to Jesus. That you're going to start making some changes in your life. Because Jesus said this in Matthew 6.33. He said... Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. See, you get tapped into the tree of life. You get tapped into Jesus in a deeper way. You're going to have spiritual power. You're going to have spiritual energy. You're going to have spiritual strength. You're going to have all this stuff that's going to be flowing in you that's going to enable you to tackle the things in your life that you need to tackle to make the changes, to break the, to break the addictions, to form the relationships, to make the changes, to pursue the dreams, to come into everything that you need. It all starts with that connection with Jesus. Psalm 27, verse 4 says, One thing I ask from the Lord. One thing. One thing I ask from the Lord. This only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple, this one thing. So I want to encourage you this morning to prioritize this one thing, Jesus, that you're going to get close to Jesus, that you're going to get connected to Jesus. Let me tell you this story. In Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42, you've got Jesus and His disciples, the whole entourage. They go to the home of Lazarus and Mary and Martha, And it says this, it says, Jesus and his disciples were on their way, came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary 
Oops, I lost that. That went out. Hold on. I'll read it here. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister's left me to do this work by myself? Tell her to help me. Now listen, the reality is all of us, we'd be on Martha's side in this, right? Because a lot of people showed up at their house to eat. Jesus and all his disciples and other parts of the entourage, they were there. And so, so Martha is, you know, in the kitchen working really hard, trying to get a meal, trying to do all this stuff. And Mary is just sitting there not helping. And so she comes and she's frustrated. She's like, Jesus, would you please tell my, you know, my sister to help? And, and what we would all say is like, yes, Mary should help and Lazarus should help. And, you know, it's not just the women who should be, like everybody should help kind of pull this thing off. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus responded in a way that's it's, it's different than we would have responded. He said this, he said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. He says, only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken from her. You see, Mary understood that Jesus was in her house. Like Jesus, the one who like spoke the universe into existence was in her living room. She's like, I'm not missing out on that. Jesus is in my house. I'm sitting right here. I'm going to listen. I'm going to soak it all in. I'm getting all of it. She chose the one thing, the one thing that matters. So what I want to encourage you as we start this year, I want to encourage you, Jesus is in your house. The tree of life is in your house. The one who gives you life, who gives you hope. And I want to encourage you. Listen, listen, so many, I don't know, I feel some preaching coming on. <laughs> so many of you, so many of us, we have slid into neutral. We've slid into neutral. We've let coronavirus, we've let this, that, and the other thing. We've let disappointments. We've let, you know, so many people said to me, oh, you know, it was great celebrating the birth of Jesus, but Christmas was terrible this year. We've let so many things just kind of slide us into neutral. And, and we, need to, we need to wake up. We need to wake up and we need to really, we need to stop being victims to all the stuff that's going on all around us. And we need to say, hey, you know what? Jesus is in my house. Jesus is in my house. The one who created everything, the tree of life is in my house. And I'm going to tap into Jesus. I'm going to get connected to Jesus. I'm going to hunger and thirst for Jesus. I have a resource available in my life that unfortunately lots of other people in the world don't have. That resource is I know how to get connected to the tree of life. I know how to get life from Jesus. I know how to get hope from Jesus. I know how to get strength and encouragement from Jesus. And so I'm going to take advantage of the fact that Jesus is in my house. And I'm not going to be distracted and worried about all these other things that everyone else is distracted and worried about because Jesus is sitting in my living room. And so, so I've got three statements for you. Three. The title of this message is I Have Decided. So I've got three I have decided statements for us to make here. Just going to kind of go through it kind of quick here. Number one, I have decided to make the most of this new year. I have decided to take the, make the most of this new year. Now listen, as far as New Year's and really what's the difference between December 31st and January 1st, the Gregorian calendar, I mean, whatever. But, um, but, but there's something psychologically about being able to say, hey, you know what, the page is turned and we're coming into a new season. And I might have messed up last year, but now there's a fresh start. I might not have really been hungering for Jesus in the past, but now there's a fresh start. 
I might have made some big mistakes, but I'm going to forget what lies behind and there's, there's a fresh start. So that's powerful. That's why I always do messages like this in January. There's something that can, can help us, like give us a different sense of vision and purpose. Ephesians 5.15 says this. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Now, there's something going on here in the Greek that's really cool. So there's the phrase, right, where it says, it says, make the most of every opportunity. In that phrase is the word kairos. And kairos is this Greek word. And what it means is this. Kairos means an appointed time, a designated time. A particular point of time related to other points of time with a focus that this time has a purpose designated by an authority. So let, like, I know that's a kind of a lot, it sounds redundant, but I just got that straight from the Bible dictionary. What, what Kairos means, what Paul is trying to say here is, listen, as you go into 2022, as you go into your future, you've got these Kairos windows of opportunity. These aren't just like nice little opportunities that everybody has. These are designated by an authority. God has designated and he's dictated certain things. And he said, here's a window. Here's a window for you to go through that's going to bring blessing to your family. Here's a window for you to go through that's going to bring healing into your life. Here's a window that you can go through that's going to fill your life with purpose and vision and is going to energize you to make a difference in this world. Here's a window. And Paul says, don't live your life as unwise. Be wise. Stay connected to Jesus so you see the window. Stay connected to Jesus. Keep your focus on him so you can see the windows of opportunity, these kairos windows of opportunity that are available to you. And so we have decided that we're going to make the most of this new year, that we're going to stay connected to Jesus, and we're going to go into this year with expectation that there are kairos windows of opportunity that God has ordained and designated for us. So we're going to be, we know the days are evil. We know that there aren't like kairos windows of opportunity just from this world that's out there. God has designated some windows of opportunity for your life. You're going to stay close to Jesus. So when you're by those windows, Jesus will tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, there's the window. There it is. Because it's designated from God. Number two, I have decided to get rid of distractions. I have decided to get rid of distractions. Think about, okay, what is it that held you back last year? What were the distractions that held you back, that really kept you from pursuing God? Listen, I know that, like, like you guys who are on the live stream, and, and especially like you guys who are here, like, like you're, you're here in the midst of the Omicron surge and all this stuff be, because you want to be closer to Jesus. I know that you're on the live stream because you want to be closer to Jesus. But what is it that kept you? What is it that distracted you, that kept you from getting as close as you could be last year? And so we have decided that we're going to remove those distractions because Jesus is in our house. And so we're going to remove the distractions that, that, that get in the way of that. It says this in Hebrews 12.1, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. I just love, you know, saying, listen, Everything about this, if we're going to come into what God has for us, it's not going to happen sitting on our couch, eating potato chips, watching Netflix. Right? It's just not. 
We've got to strain. Right? Paul says we have to strain. We have to press. Right? This, this says we've got to run with endurance. We've got to lay aside distractions. But what I love that it says too, it says that we have a cloud of witnesses. What that means is the saints who have gone on before. So like Abraham and Moses and David and Esther and, and, and Mary and Peter and James and Paul and, and St. Augustine and John Wesley and Mother Teresa, all these who have gone on before, they're cheering you on. As well as the people in your life. Think about this. People in your life who have gone on to be with the Lord, who are in heaven right now, they right now, they're part of this cloud of witnesses. And they are cheering you on. And they are saying, listen, lay aside the distractions. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep going. Because they all understand what's really important. See, we lose sight of what's really important. We lose sight of what really matters because there's so many distractions. They're in the presence of God. They know what matters. They know we're still running the race. So they are cheering us on saying, listen, no, no, no. Don't get your eyes off of that. Get your eyes off. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus because trust me, I know this is what really matters. This is what life is really all about. And so we have decided that we're going to lay aside distractions. And we have decided, the last thing is this, I have decided to prioritize the presence of Christ in my life. To prioritize the presence of Christ in my life. And so I want to encourage us that we put God first. That we figure out how we put God first in everything. I'm so glad those of you who are here in church on Sunday and those who are on the live stream, you know what you're doing? You are putting God first because Sunday is the first day of the week. And so coming to church every day, that's putting God first. One of the reasons we're in the midst of 21 days of prayer and the reason we, one of the reasons that we do it is we want to teach you the blessings of putting God first in the morning so that the first thing you do when you get up is you pray first before you do anything else. But that we would live our life with this kind of a mindset as we go through our life that we just realize like, I want to stay connected to Jesus. I want to stay connected to the tree of life. And the way that we do that is we turn our thoughts towards him in prayer. And so as you're going, you know, you get up in the morning and so you pray first. doesn't mean you got to spend an hour in your prayer closet. Do that if you can. But you just turn your thoughts towards God. Just talk to Him a little bit. And then as you're, you know, you're on your commute. Even if your commute is just walking to the kitchen table in your slippers. That, but you're just, as you're on your commute, you're like, you're, you're praying. You're saying, God, I, I want to invite you into this day. And then as you're about to go into your office, or you're about to go into your school, that you say, Lord, I'm not going in here alone. God, I'm mindful of you. I invite you to be with me. And then when you go into that class, or you go into that meeting, or, or you're going to send that email, or whatever you're going to do, that you pray first, that you say, God, I want, I want to draw your strength and your life in everything that I do today. And then as you're driving home, as you're going to spend the evening with your family, that you say, you pray first before you go in. And you say, God, I want your presence here as I interact with my family. As you go to bed, that you pray for that, that we just have this mindset of realizing that Jesus is the pearl of great price. Jesus is the one who gives us what we, that we can't get anywhere else, that now especially we desperately need. I started this message talking about Paul. And, uh, and how he strained, how he pressed, how he forgot what lies behind. What was it that he was after? What was his one thing? Philippians 3, 7 to 8 says this, Whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything 
a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I might gain Christ. Now Paul actually used a word that was a lot less polite than garbage, a word that I wouldn't actually be comfortable saying here in church, but Paul was comfortable enough saying it in the Bible. Dung, how's that? That's like the safe. That's the nice word. But he actually used the correct, you guys know what word like he used, you know, but that's what he, that's what he said. He said in comparison, right? That, you know, Paul had a lot of stuff. There were a lot of things that he was looking to to get life. He, you know, he talks about it. He's like one was that he was really educated. He was really powerful. He was really wealthy. What he discovered as he got tapped into the tree of life, as he got tapped in to Jesus the vine and the fruit that he bore and the strength that he bore in his life, being tapped into the vine, he said, listen, when I take all these other things, and there's nothing wrong with education, but in comparison to Jesus and the life I get from him, it's garbage in comparison. There's nothing wrong with accomplishing things in your career, but when you compare that to what you get from life with Jesus, it's garbage in comparison. There's nothing wrong with having nice things or going on nice vacations or being entertained or whatever. That's nothing wrong with that. But when you compare that with Jesus, it's garbage in comparison. And so I just, listen, I just want to encourage, I just want to, I, I just, I feel like in a way that we kind of need the Holy Spirit to kind of shake us a little bit. Because I think there's a lethargy that's settled on all of us. I think there's a passivity that settled on all of us as we've kind of seen all this stuff has been coming at us and we've just been like, I don't know what to do and what's going to happen next. And, you know, I've, now there's this new variant or what that, you know, and, and I think that we just need to rise up because the Bible says, says in Daniel, says those who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And I want us to go into 2022 saying, you know what? We know God. We're connected to Jesus. We're connected to the tree of life. 2022 is going to be the best year ever. 2022 is going to be the year that, yeah, you know what? Habits are going to be broken. Debts are going to be paid. Priorities are going to change. But what's going to make it all possible to become the, the person that I want to be, to live the life that I've always wanted to live, what's going to make it possible, what's going to make all the difference is that this year I'm putting Jesus in the center. This year I'm going to get closer to Jesus than I've ever been before. And again, trust, you know, don't trust me, but trust Jesus. That if you are, if in 2022, if you're closer to Jesus than you've ever been before, 2022 is going to be the best year that you've ever lived. So let's pray. Let's all stand. We're not going to do, you know, ministry time for the next couple of weeks. And so just again, because virus and spread and all of that. But, but let's just take a moment and let God minister to us right now. I feel like, you know what, I think some of you, like you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, yeah, this is right. Yeah, I know this. Yeah, there have been some seasons, there's been some times in my life where I was like Mary, I was sitting at Jesus' feet. But, but to be honest, right now, I'm like Martha, I'm distracted. I'm just, I'm distracted by a lot of other things. Jesus doesn't have my attention the way that he has in the past. But you know, though, that these substitutes aren't giving you the life that Jesus gives you. You know that kind of what you have now is garbage compared to what you were getting from Jesus. And so I just want to encourage you to 
Don't be distracted by so many things. There's one thing that's needed. There's one thing. Turn your eyes on Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Begin to, to tap into that tree of life and let his love and his life and his strength just permeate your life. And find that, find that desire inside of you again, that one thing that says, okay, you know what? Yeah, I want to get close to Jesus. Jesus is going to be 2022. Jesus is my priority. Getting close to Jesus is my priority. And so, Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name, God, that every single one of us would just say yes to you. That we would say yes to you afresh. That we'd say, yes, God, we're, we're all in. God, we want you. We want to hunger for you. We're going to thirst for you. We're going to draw near to you because your word promises if we draw near to you, you draw near to us. So, Lord, we're, we're all in. You're the one that we want. You're the one that we're looking for. And so just in your heart, in your heart, give Jesus that emphatic yes. Say, yes, Jesus. Yes. Maybe 2021 was a year of drifting, was a year of struggle, was a year of, of distraction and lack of focus. But you say, going forward, Lord, I say yes to you. I say yes to you, Lord. You're the one that I want. You're the one that I need. And so, Lord God, I just pray that as we, as we turn to you, as we hunger and thirst for you, Lord, we just pray that you would be released in our life, God, that your strength would be released in our life, God. We pray for your favor and blessing. We pray that marriages would be restored. We pray that, that health would be restored. We pray that dreams would be pursued. Lord, as we seek first you and your kingdom, God, we trust that all these other things, God, will be added to us because we're, we're pursuing the one thing, the one thing that's needed. So come, Holy Spirit. Fill us with hope. Fill us with conviction. And fill us with determination so we can press, so we can strive, so we can run. And Lord, I just pray, God, that we would see the Kairos windows of opportunity that are opened up in our life. That we'd be able, for your glory, God, that we'd be able to go through these windows and come into everything that you have for us. Thank you, Lord. And if you're, listen, if you're here this morning, if you're online or you're here and you haven't given your life to Jesus yet, that's where it starts. It starts with, I'm talking to people, trying to encourage them to, reminding them of the commitment that they've made to Jesus, but maybe you haven't made that commitment yet. And I want to give you a chance to do that. See, here's the good news. God loves you. He made you on purpose for a purpose. The Bible says that your sin gets in the way of you enjoying that relationship with God and being connected to that tree of life. But Jesus dealt with your sin. And so all you need to do is accept Jesus' gift, accept his sacrifice for your life. And that barrier is gone. And now you can have connection and relationship uh, with God through Jesus Christ. And it'll change everything. This room is filled with people who give testimony and say, yep, absolutely, best thing that I ever did, changed everything. So I want to give you a chance to pray that prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I don't know if I understand everything here, but I know that I need you. 
I know that I need you in my life. And so I believe that you're the Son of God, that you died in the cross, on the cross of my place, that you rose from the dead and that you're here right now. So please forgive all of my sins. I accept your free gift of salvation. Let your Holy Spirit come and begin to live inside of me and teach me how to put you first. Teach me how to draw from you and get my strength from you. Because from here on out, you're my Lord and I'm going to follow you. Just do me a favor. If you prayed that prayer, just raise your hand if you prayed that prayer here this morning. Okay. I'm going to ask you to do one other thing. Those of you who prayed that prayer here, those who did it online, text follow to 201-584-7188. If you do that, I'm going to reach out to you this week. We're going to send you some stuff in the mail. I'm going to email you, say, hey, how can we pray for you? Talk about steps that you can take to, to really help you on this journey with Jesus. All right. God bless you guys. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us on the live stream. Have a wonderful week and Jesus 2022. God bless you.